Before I came on staff here at People's Church, I worked for the city of Oklahoma City. I was a field rep in, in, in the water department. Okay, so let me let me start right here and say this on behalf of all city workers. I know they got a bad rep, okay? Because I believe city workers are the hardest working people here in Oklahoma City, all right? And they're pretty wise, too, because they like to do all that work up under the shade tree. That's wise thinking to me. So that's for all the city workers. Now, now when, as, a, as a field rep in, in the water department, it was my job was to respond to any water-related problems that you guys had. Okay, and I really did enjoy my job. I really, really did enjoy my job with the city. But there was those occasions when I would be on call. And the only bad thing about being on call was I would get these calls in the middle of the night. And I'm talking about 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Now, you would think that most people would be in their bed sleep that time of night. But let me tell you, there's a very active group of people, I believe, here in Oklahoma City who do not sleep. I don't know, maybe they have insomnia, or maybe they're part of that leftover boogie crowd. I, I don't know. But there are people roaming around all times of night. Now, I would be at home in my bed sleep. Okay, and I would get this call from my dispatcher, and it would go something like this. He, he would call me and say, well, CS51, that was my call sign. He would say, well, CS51, those dirty, no good, do-gooders are at it again. That's what he would say. He would say, those dirty, no good, do-gooders are at it again. You see, you would have these people driving around in the middle of the night calling in water leaks. Go figure that out. Calling in water leaks in the middle of the night. Now, now don't, don't get me wrong. They, they were doing a good thing. They were doing a good thing. They, they was helping you guys save lots and lots of tax dollars. But look at here. I was not happy about it. I was not happy about getting up at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. And then I had to wake my wife up. We were not happy about that. That's why we gave them the name Dirty No Good Do-Gooder. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about being a do-gooder. Believe, believe it or not, there's people out there who want to do good, no matter what time it is. And, and that word do-gooder, let me, let, me, let me get this right. I looked it up in the dictionary. Look here, it wasn't there. So what I need for you guys to do, first thing in the morning, call Webster and tell them that they left a word out of the dictionary. But for the sake of this sermon, we're going to go with the word do-gooder, all right? I'm going to be continuing in the series Juicy Fruit, and I'm going to be talking on the subject of goodness. And I'm going to be reading from Galatians 5, 22 and 23. It says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things there is no law. And I think the first question we, we got to answer is this, what in the world is goodness? What in the world is goodness? Well, I looked this up in Webster. It was there, so we're good to go. But goodness is this. Goodness is a quality of being good. Goodness is also a praiseworthy character. Now, this, this goodness can be produced in our lives. But how many of you guys know that sometimes it's hard to do good? Come on, you got one of those supervisors that work like I used to have. It was hard to do good. Yeah, sometimes I would have to beat myself to do good. 
You know, but, but God knew we were going to need some help producing his goodness. And the good thing about it, God did not leave us to ourselves. God has given us his Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is, is committed to producing his goodness in our hearts and through our lives. It is. But the only thing about that is this. See, I found out about myself that either I'm going to be a producer of the fruits of the Spirit, and that's simply allowing God to produce these fruits through me into the lives of other people, or I'm just going to be a consumer. I'm going to receive them from God and do nothing with them. That's a consumer. Because this is the thing. If you are a born-again believer, you've got the Holy Spirit of God living within you. And when he came to live within you, you know what he did? He brought with him the fruits of the Spirit. And one of the fruits of the Spirit that he brought with him was goodness. So you've got goodness in you. It brings me to my first point. My first point is this. If you choose to... If you choose to, you can be a producer of goodness. If you choose to. You know what I like about the Bible? The Bible is just honest. It is. God shows us people just like ourselves. He really do. He shows us the good and the not so good that we produce. So I'm going to look, let's look at Luke 10, 29 through 37. Now this is the parable of the Good Samaritan. But before we read this parable, let me just give you the background of this parable that Jesus gives us. Now, Jesus and this expert in law are having this discussion about inheriting eternal life. They're talking about loving God with all their hearts, with, with all their minds, and with all their souls. And they're talking about this here. They're talking about loving their neighbor as themselves. Loving your neighbor as yourself. They're talking about being a do-gooder when it comes to other people. You see, that expert in, in the law, his, his thinking was a little obscure when it came to knowing who his neighbor was and, and how to do good to his neighbor. See, he had some stipulations when it came to doing good to his neighbors. See, he thought his neighbors were, were only other Jews. Yeah, people who looked like him. He thought that his neighbors were people of the same religion that he had. But Jesus is going to show us a couple of things. One thing that Jesus is going to show us is this, that our neighbor is anyone. So look to that person sitting inside of you and say, hello, neighbor. Come on, tell that person, hello, neighbor. It ain't that hard to do. All right, that's your neighbor. That's your neighbor. Another thing that Jesus is going to show us here, that God give us, now listen to this, each and every day God give us the opportunity to produce this goodness in our lives. Each and every day. Day, we have an opportunity to, to let, the, let God do some incredible things in our life. Every day. So let's look at Luke 10, 29 through 37. Now this expert in law, he's asking Jesus a question. And it goes like this. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said... A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, they beat him, and went away, leaving this guy half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, the priest did what? The Bible says that he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite. When he came to the place and, and saw him, the Levite passed by on the other side. 
But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return I will reimburse you any extra expense you may have. Then Jesus asked the expert in the law question. He says, now, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hand of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told that guy, he said, go and do likewise. See, guys, if you want to be a good Samaritan, you have